the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome, everybody, to the Comedy Zone podcast, airing on December 31st, 2020. I'm Jason Allen King. This is the very last podcast of the year, and honestly, January 1st can't get here fast enough. The dumpster fire is almost (laughs) out. It's smoldering. Uh, I think it's going to feel differently on the first, probably. I don't know. I don't care. I I just want to find out as soon as possible. Um, Brian, I don't know if you know this, but this has been the longest year on record. That's right. Uh, I, as always, I'm, I'm sharing the World Wide Web with the man behind the curtain. Brian, how are you, buddy? Brian Baltashevitz, everybody, standing ovation. I am on a white knuckle ride to January 1st, like anybody <laughs> else, Jason. But, you know, I, I, I do. I, I, so the longest year on record? Yeah, that's right. That's, I was told, it was Fox News told me that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense then. Uh, but the, uh, I do have to, like, it's not going to feel any different on January 1st. It's not, it's oh, still going to, it's still going to kind of suck for a little while. It's going to be, it's going to feel like a hangover as, as what I hope it feels like. Right. No. It's like, okay, that was, that was crazy. It that all, that happened. It's, it's behind us now. There's a tiger in, all, in the bed. I don't think that's how viruses work. I am not no. a virologist, <laughs> but I don't think that they're paying attention to the calendar. You're not, you're not a virologist. All right. I don't, I do have this feeling like that people think that like, all right, January one, it's behind us. We're going (laughs) to, things are going to go. And it's not, it's not, it's not. Yeah. So, you know what? That's okay. As long as it's 2021, that's what it says on the calendar. (laughs) That's That's all I give a shit about. This bullshit behind us. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a, there's a train wreck and it's, it's just a fiery mess of steel and dead bodies and it's smoking (laughs) and we're walking away from it. Like, Holy shit, that just happened. We're one of the, the lucky ones. Good Lord. Well, hopefully we, we're walking let, away from it and not towards it. That, that would be my hope. That, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, wanted, I wish it was like we were walking in slow motion away from it blowing up behind us, you know? Right, with that don't. like cool music playing yes. in slow motion. Just all of us as a group, like Armageddon walking. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Holy shit. I yeah, wish I hadn't said Armageddon right there. That was yeah, yeah me neither. Part. I did not think that through. So. Uh, last week, last week talked. You were having uh, uh, Christmas cookies. You get anything good? Did Santa come? Uh, Santa d- kind of left us. You know, th- the, uh, a lot of we got some pres- some like uh, boxes from family and stuff. And my mother yeah. makes cookies all the time. The U.S. Postal Service is at, working at a glacial pace lately, <laughs> and apparently one of our packages <laughs> is still sitting in a warehouse up in Michigan somewhere. And it's just, of course, you'll get it when you get it. Of course. That's, that's how it goes. Even Santa's pissed. Yeah. Even Santa's like, I I got, you know, nothing. Um, That's really fun. I got, uh, I got some new, uh, uh, new knives. I got new knives, like, uh, and like a nice set. They're strictly for protection, but I'm excited about (laughs) that. I'll leave them in the kitchen. Good. Yeah. My sister got me these uh, bike bookends. It's just really sweet. It's just really, I don't know. It's just been good. Like I said, I'm, I'm a positive spin guy. We had a really nice Christmas Eve. Uh, everyone still feels okay as far as I know, but we've all been kind of hanging out together. So <laughs> well, that's a plus. You had a nice family gathering and three days later, everyone feels okay. Yes. That's, see, that's, like, that's all we can ask for. Really, My mom best. got tuned up. Any year really almost. Fun. Yeah, any year almost. The best you can hope for is three days after Christmas, everyone's still talking to each other. Yeah, no one, no one threw up as far as I know. Hashtag fat now. Hashtag blessed. I don't know. Um, uh, should we do it? I'm, I'm tingling with excitement, Brian. Do it. That's it. Christ, sounded, sounded gross, but um, <laughs> I can't hold it any longer. We have a special guest on the show today. Uh, he's exotic, so I'll describe him because he's not from around here. 
He's coming in hot. I was going to say from New York City, but I think he might be uh, being broadcast from a different place. I met our guest a couple of years ago, uh, and he he blew me away just as a as a dude to hang out with and some to work with. Watching him on stage, he's one of those comics who is effortless as he's destroying the room, and it's super super frustrating as a comic to watch someone that good. And you're like, good lord, I got a long way to go. Um, we had a chance to work together before, like I said, and he still responds to my text. So I think we're in, we're in a good spot. Um, he was one of the uh, new faces at Just for Laughs. He's featured on Sirius XM. I literally just heard him the other day on there. I texted him about that. And like I said, he responded. So that's always good. Uh, and uh, you, he was featured on the Audible comedy podcast, Sounds Like America. He's brilliant. He's charming. Uh, really one of my favorite people. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Evans is on the show today. Yeah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. What's up, Sam? Uh, uh, not much. How are you? That. Thank you so much for that uh, uh, wonderful intro. Um, here's what Jason won't tell you is uh, is <laughs> you said all those wonderful and flattering things, and I was I was uh, so uh, uh, that's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, what he won't tell you is that when we worked together before, Jason very graciously drove me and I was like, man, I got a headlining show. I'd love it if you open for me. And and Jason drove us there. And then I headlined for eight people and yeah. one blackout drunk mom. <laughs> uh, yes. I do remember. And this. it was us. We had a great time together. Um <laughs> I'll say it was a less than stellar show and you couldn't have been kinder about it because it was a long drive and you were like, man, this was great. And I was like, I can't believe that you think that, but I, so, I, I, I had a wonderful time with you. Yeah. Well, so did I, it was, I thought it was great. I legitimately think yeah. that even with a show with that many people can be kind of a great show and I hadn't, I hadn't yeah. really seen you in, in a long time. And that was like really one of the first times we got to see you do a full show. Um, but you know, one of, the bit, one of the biggest memories from that was, if you remember on the drive home, we went mm -hmm. to Wendy's. <gasps> and I, do I was, apparently, I really offended Sam because I ordered... <laughs> <laughs> I think I ordered a, a vanilla something and you, it, you it was a vanilla it was a vanilla frosty, <laughs> frosty. and you said I just prefer the vanilla and I was like okay well you're fucking crazy uh, <laughs> nobody prefers the vanilla and not only that you order the vanilla and it's fine it's whatever but then you were like yeah I just it's I just like it the classic way and I was like well that's not the classic way the classic way <laughs> It's chocolate because Wendy and then I and I wasn't even that mad, but I was like, wait, am I going crazy? And I was like, yeah, they just started doing vanilla in our lifetimes. And it was like 2000. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. You, he actually said and it was stone cold, like the best delivery ever. <laughs> he said, yeah, you know, it's really good to know which one of, which one of my friends fucks in socks. That was the joke. Like that is the best burn I've ever ever experienced. Thank you. Like no, I, I'm, I, have I'm to, sure I have to call you... my mom. I don't know what to say and feel about this. I'm, sh I'm sure you fuck out of your socks now. It's not a big deal. Holy shit, that was amazing. God yeah, damn. that was a that was a delightful road trip. I had a I had a wonderful time. It was, and if you remember, this is actually our second podcast we've done together. That's because right. Because we did one at here, at my place, at my kitchen table. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't going to bring up Jordan Scott Huggins. I don't want to give him too much credit, but oh, he's a please don't. Good goodness, um, really <laughs> funny guy. Actually, of course, I want to give him a hard time. Jordan Scott Huggins. He's he never listens, so he's not going to hear the same way. No. Uh, great dude. But we had it was one of the most fun times I've ever had on a podcast. What, tell everybody is now. Are you guys still doing it or no? Uh, it remains to be seen. We have definitely broken uh, over quarantine. Uh, mm -hmm. Jordan, uh, to give you a little peek behind the curtain, is is a North Carolinian once again. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he was he was out of New York uh, for the bulk of the pandemic, so we're sort of trying to find our footing again and see what we'll do. We might try to start doing a live streaming show or something like that. But mm -hmm. if you're interested in listening, up your button around the corner is just a podcast that kind of recognizes that podcasts are just about 
digressions, you know, and uh, what we have is uh, what we like to call just a bullshit questionnaire about uh, uh, people's fun. people's likes and dislikes, uh, mostly food based, but other things, just just mundane <laughs> questions. Uh, I'll give you a few examples. Uh, does the week start on Monday or Sunday? Uh, if you think it starts on Sunday, you're a religious freak. Um, uh, what else? My favorite question is, um, would oh, the you backpack. Know? Oh, the back. Oh, yeah. What do you call I mean, the smallest pocket on a backpack that is furthest away from the shoulder straps? <laughs> and, and this is this is where I go against the grain, because apparently most people call it the front pocket. I call it the back pocket because when you're wearing it, it is at the same yeah, place on a backpack that, you, that the back pocket on your pants is, you know? Yeah it's, like, yeah, it's like, no, clearly that's the front of the backpack. No, it's the back of the backpack. It's the back of the backpack. <laughs> so Sam said, speaking of people being absolute lunatics, anyone who thinks that that's the back of the backpack. <laughs> yeah, so it's has, what it, it is, is heated debates about things <laughs> that absolutely do not matter. So Right. Yeah. Right, right. It was one of the most fun times I've ever had, honestly. Uh, it was, you guys were a riot. Loved I remember it. that was, I had met you the night mm -hmm. before right. at, a, at a bar in Charlotte and I met you very briefly. And then I think Jordan was like, oh, we're going to go over to Jason's today to crash and to do the podcast. And mm -hmm. he, he said that the door would be open. So we opened the door and you were sitting at the end of your kitchen table. Oh my God, I remember this, yeah. Holding, holding your hands in the most Mr. Burns fashion. And I, and we hadn't really talked that much the night before. So when I walked in and saw you doing that, I was like, well, this guy's fun. I, I, yeah. I do remember this, yes. I was sitting just like this. I was like, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yes that's right oh and you yeah and that was the other thing you had put out some promotional material as like a gag you had like a i think a, a headshot flyer and something else and just at each place setting for each of us so we're like okay well this I, is right i try to i leave that headshots out as much as i can just for general public <laughs> consumption whoever it's over you know of course <laughs> uh that's great up your button around the corner you, you're not gonna forget that name that's, yeah that's fantastic um I guess, I mean, let's talk a little bit about uh, about your comedy. I mean, obviously you're doing podcasts and, and we'll talk more about uh, um, the other, the intro that I was telling you about, the, the Sounds Like America. I want to hear more about that. Oh, but sure. um, it's kind of hard to, to have a podcast and not bring up sort of the pandemic and you know, so you're, you're, you're in New York as far as you, you live there and you've been there for a year or so. I mean, what was, what, how are you managing that? Like on a personal level and on a professional level, I mean, walk us um, through that. Okay, uh, that's a really, that's a good question. I would say, you know, in the beginning, like the first three or four months, um, everybody, you know, it was, it was kind of like it was everywhere, right? We did, we really did go into like a very sincere lockdown. Um, I remember, especially because we were in New York, I had so many relatives that were like, are you okay? I, I heard that you're being stabbed <laughs> in the street now. And the real truth was that the, the city itself was just extremely quiet and you would go to the grocery store and that was about it. If you were, if you were lucky enough to not be an essential worker. Um, and my understanding is that really the, the crisis was just uh, the hospitals. They were just, you know, so flooded there. Right. So everything yeah. was like really quiet and there was no stand up, and we started doing Zoom shows. Uh, and then once summer rolled around, uh, I don't, it feels weird to say that I had a great summer, but I really did. Um, Cause I think everybody was so pent up. Um, yeah. And at first we would start going out and we were being extremely cautious, uh, masks, not being close to anybody. And then uh, my girlfriend and I uh, took part and I don't want to make it a, a very political podcast, but. Uh, by, by all means, well, I don't care. Who gets yeah, yeah, we're not a political. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, well, we, we, we participated in all of the Black Lives Matter protests and everything. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. I, I am not going to let this Never turn mind. into a machine <laughs> leftist propaganda. <laughs> But we, uh, we started going out to all of those protests because uh, we felt yeah. that it was the necessary thing to do. And then after that, it was kind of like, okay, well now we're, I mean, we kept our masks on the whole time. We were very safe. Yeah. But after that, we were like, okay, well now we're just gonna be out and enjoy the summer as much as possible. So we were, sure. we were protesting a lot. 
And then people started doing outdoor shows. And I have to tell you, from a comedy perspective, I, I just really loved it because I was feeling very, uh, before the pandemic, I was feeling kind of jaded, kind of bitter mm. um, and frustrated with comedy. And I don't know, after all of that, and it, and it just goes away for a while, once you start getting to do it again, it's just very fun. And, it, and, and we had to do it in this way of like, in New York City, you were doing park shows. So it was literally like, at first, you didn't even have a microphone. You were just standing and wow. maybe 20 people would show up and you would just shout jokes at them. <laughs> you were just Socrates with, a yeah. pun with punchlines. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and, and even they could have been the best crowd in the world, but because you're outside, there's nothing for the sound to bounce off of. <laughs> right. So you're literally just looking at their faces and it, it, it's, they're, they're giving you that face that people give you when they recognize you across the room from a party. <laughs> you know, like you hit a punchline and they're like, oh yeah, I know that guy, hey. Like <laughs> that's their, that's their hey, look, reaction. This is me telling you this is good. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Your thing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they're like they're not good shows initially Methadone, but, yeah yeah, yeah. It, you were just excited to be out and do something weird and mm -hmm. and then they started getting better and you started like i don't know just appreciating that you were getting to do it again i felt very much yeah. like a like a kid again just starting stand-up for the first time oh and, wow that's what a what a great feeling yeah okay. and then through the course of the summer and into the fall and i swear to god it's it's we're going on january and there's still rooftop locations in new york that are doing outdoor shows people will just bundle up there they'll wear parkas wow um but, but you got to do all these cool like there's there's parks with like giant steps that kind of form like a like an amphitheater mm -hmm. and pe people were doing shows there you would just set up a mic at the bottom of these stairs at night the guy that runs it uh will tell you he'll be like hey just so you know i don't have a permit for this so if the cops tell me to stop i have to stop and he tells the crowd too he's like hey thank you for coming out this is not legal um, <laughs> <laughs> and again every everybody's being very safe everybody's wearing masks and staying distant yeah. but it, it's it was just a it was a very very cool uh thing that i Mm. weirdly I'm grateful for. I know, I know it's a disease. I know that a lot of people are sick, have died and that's terrible. But at the same time, I do think it has highlighted for me, uh, both in comedy and in life, what I am grateful for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's um, something to be said about, about a reprieve, uh, whether it's forced on us or not to take stock, take a step back to see what's, you know, what, what's right in front of you that you don't always stop and, and look at. My, my friend said, as this whole thing was going, we hadn't talked in a while as a college friend. So, you know, you just check, everyone's checking in on everybody. Yeah. And, and he kind of had that moment, you know, he's got a daughter and it's, you know, and he's just like, man, how many times have we said, I just don't have enough time to do all this stuff. And he's mm -hmm. like, I have that time now. And he, you know, he's obviously, he's a positive person and, and, you know, but I, but I can see what you're saying, especially as a comic who was feeling a little jaded, which happens so much that you, you got another lease on, on it. And now, now, like you said, it feels fun. And there's also yeah. something about people coming together in, in a, in a time that sort of, you see people struggling and with a positive attitude and, and it makes you feel good about being a person again, which mm -hmm. comes and goes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Very much so. Yeah. And I think yeah. it was like a, in some ways a real wonderful attitude shift for everybody i think uh and it uh and and it and it started to get really hard to take yourself too seriously when you were doing uh outdoor like it just just shows in parks and you're like you're like all right here's my big closer and then a fucking two-year-old walks across the stage <laughs> and her dad chases after her and you're like what what is anything why does this matter you know what right I mean? who gives a shit i how can i be mad at this and also yeah. who, who am i to take myself this seriously you know it's it's that's fine. right yeah 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 there's something really sort of amazing about a two-year-old who's far more important than anything <laughs> yeah. we're doing or saying to literally <laughs> interrupt you be like you know what well i'll just sit here we'll wait and then yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's like all like a highway stops because you know a duck and it's little you know ducklings are going and everyone waits for yes. them to get across you're like all right everyone gets it yeah, we're on yeah, the same page yeah. here. What, what am I going to do? Yell at a two year old for doing comedy in her park? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's so funny, man. Very, very good. That's, that's, mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to hear that. Well, tell us, I mean, I, I like to ask people, what's your origin story? I, I know you, I know you're not from New York City originally. Can you uh, give us a little rundown there? 
Uh, yeah, I'm from Ohio, uh, so I'm like, I'm, <laughs> oh, oh, you, you, oh, terrible shit. Um, <laughs> no, I'm from, uh, I'm from Ohio. I'm, I'm from the Midwest. Uh, I have to what, apologize. Uh, part of Ohio. Sorry. Originally Toledo, so like suburbs okay. of Toledo. And then I went to school at the University of Cincinnati, and that's where I started comedy, nice. it was in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I lived there for about seven years. Uh, yeah, and I just, I, yeah, I finished college and I uh, had tried stand up once before. I had done like one open mic, and I was that guy who walked around and told his friends, like, hey, yeah, I do comedy. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I really started doing, I was work, like working at a bar after I graduated and uh, just um, decided I didn't want to like go to grad school, you know, because I had kind yeah. of assumed I would. And I was like, well, that's a lot of money uh, to do something I'm not sure about. And so I just decided right. to start trying stand up. And uh, here I am, you know, all these wow. years. I, I moved to New York about three years, not quite three years into stand up. Wow. Uh, okay. And I've been in New York. It'll be seven years. No, mm. oof, eight years on uh, <laughs> January 3rd. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people talk about it's the New York, L.A. move, right, that everyone talks about that, uh, you know, three years in, were you were you playing your hand or were you like, I kind of want to go to New York anyway? Or was this was like you did it for three years and you were like, nope, this was the epiphany that I needed. I am a stand up comic and I will chase this dream now. Did yeah. Come, and did that come out of nowhere? Were you a performer of any kind before this? Uh, or? Yeah, I was uh, I was like a theater kid in high school and yeah. I had been in bands in high school and college. I've always been a ham uh, and I always and I always loved stand up when I was a kid. I, yeah. I was a, I'm a big nerd for all those old like uh, kind of turn of the millennium Comedy Central presents like yeah, right. Tony Woods, Lewis Black. I, I mean, I'll I'll confess to being a huge Dane Cook guy. You know, why wouldn't I? Um, everybody I think our was. signal just got interrupted, Brian. I think <laughs> it's a podcast suddenly getting better. <laughs> Anybody who says they didn't have a big Dane Cook phase around 2006, they are lying. I have um, to, I, I absolutely. I was one of the people. I'm yeah. okay with Dane Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plenty of garbage comics that we can make fun of. Why is he sudden that somehow different? I just heard all the time. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, I I was doing it for three years and I had a couple things. I was thinking about moving to either like Atlanta or New York. Uh, and then I also won, not to brag. Uh, I, <laughs> this is literally I, the place to brag, I, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I won the funniest person in Cincinnati contest in 2012. And it was a big night because it was at my home club at go bananas in cincinnati ohio and my parents came and my parents had only seen me perform like once before wow and i did really well and i remember my mom of all people who is super supportive but is not like prone to flights of fancy mm -hmm. uh afterwards she was like this is a really good note for you to go out on and she was like now you're ready to leave now you're ready to do something bigger and i was like oh wow that uh and I don't, I don't think she knows how much that uh, pushed me to be like, oh, I have to leave now. I have to do something else. But it did. And so uh, the following January, I moved to New York. Yeah. It's uh, refreshing. You, Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry, Jason. Sam, are you sure that she didn't mean uh, this is a good note for you to leave comedy on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, can I you tell you something, have... Brian? <laughs> Looking back, <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps she was right. Oh. It's gonna Eight years <laughs> later, you sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's time for you to Maybe at the beginning of the pandemic I missed a text from her where she was like, you know, this is also a good note for me to go out on. Good note for you too. This wow. is drying up. <laughs> wow. I, I I think that's brave and awesome to to move to New York. And I I don't use that word lightly saying you're brave to do that because how I mean I am saying a lot. <laughs> think of how many stories are there where people you know go there and and i don't want to say anything negative about people who leave and whatever because i think it's just hard and timing and there's a, a million variables and you're there and you're there eight years later that's that's uh it's an impressive thing um especially three years in it's not 
three years in, you can be enthusiastic and feel like you've got this this thing, uh, you know, in your hand when you don't, honestly, who in three, three years does. So for you to mm-hmm. go there and say, all right, I got a lot of work to do. This is the next step is to go here and uh, and do that. It's mm-hmm. kind of impressive. And and you kind of, it sounds like you took this, you know, I don't want to say it took the city by storm, but you excelled when you got there because that led to, I had to assume, a big, big leap in your career when you did new faces, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I did it about a year and a half after I moved to New York. Wow. But wow. I, would, I would say I, I didn't... Um, I think that year and a half was like a huge year for me, just as a uh, growing as a comedian. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'll say this just because I assume that maybe like a young comic may or may not hear this, you know, uh, is that I think when people move to a city like like Chicago or New York or L.A., they think that they are going to go and people are going to discover how funny they are. Uh, and sometimes that happens, but it's more often the case that you go and you're either fine or maybe kind of bad. Uh, but the good news is you're in a really good place to get better because you can do mm-hmm. comedy a lot every night, all the time. And you just, you just, you know, it's, it's exercise. It's like a gym. It's getting your reps in. And right. I think that was the case for me. I don't think I was a killer when I moved there. I can absolutely tell you I wasn't. I remember the the first week I was in New York, I tried all of my A material and it all bombed. And I just decided really quickly, okay, well, if I'm going to bomb, I'm just going to be writing new things that bomb because I don't want to bomb over and over with what I thought was good. It's too painful. Uh, And that was when it started turning into like a huge growth thing for me was just like, okay, I'm just going to write and even if this didn't work, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to focus. I didn't have a lot of friends, which was great for the work aspect of it because I just had to focus on the comedy aspect. And that's, that's mm-hmm. what I think is a good attitude to have um, going into moving to New York. Although I will say, if you have a TikTok or Twitter following, uh, don't listen to anything I said. Nothing matters. There's no integrity or really uh, art to this anymore. Um, it's a numbers game. Yeah, yeah. The 100% numbers game. <laughs> but I do think, I, I just think that's important. I think, I think people uh, who move to New York for a number of arts, but especially comedy, are like people are about to get a load of me they're about to discover how great i am and it's right. like that's probably not the case but don't don't falter if that is the case you sh- you're in the best place to get better so right well i'm, I'm watching uh just started watching the i am comic uh documentary and the, oh, the, yeah. the and i've heard the term before and it was just used in a really good way of failing up mm-hmm. uh, and that is you, you can't get up unless you fail and then you yeah. fail and you and you fail and fail, but you learn from that and you take up the lessons and you get better, which it sounds like exactly what you're talking about is if you fail running away and going somewhere else and finding a place that, that you don't fail anymore, isn't the, isn't the answer. It's about making yourself stronger, getting that thicker skin and whatever, whatever it might be, whatever your, your process is to write better jokes. And like you said, New York is the place to do that. Um, and did you think you're, you're, well, let me ask two questions then. So, so you're in New York and you get new faces, which yeah, I, I do kind of want to hear about that experience, but how, how do you describe your style of comedy and your, how, how you do it? And, and was it always that way? Or did you develop that in Cincinnati or was that in New York mm. where you did it change? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Well, you know, I don't really think of it as comedy. I think of it as more truth telling. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite questions to ask comics, how they describe their, their style. Because I don't think any of them know. Sure. Uh, okay. I'll, it is. Truth I'll say it's a little bit. I, I have heard way too many comics say that sincerely. And every time, every time I hear a comic say that sincerely, it makes me throw up in my mouth. Um, my friend, this is a side note, but my friend and I, uh, we, we used to have this game where we would write down, like one of us would write down our set list for like an open mic. 
And then at the end, what the other one would write down a dare. And I would always write down on his, refer to yourself as a truth teller no less than three <laughs> times. Uh, so he'd have to open bits and be like, you know, as a truth teller, I think it's important. And then he'd just have to do his dick joke. Um, I, okay, my comedy Amazing. is um, a little observational, but I would say mostly, uh, uh, I guess, confessional. I think it's, it's insights about my personal life. Sometimes it's like stories, but sometimes it's just like things that are very, very specific to me, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and can sometimes be broadened into like a general observational thing. But I would say if I'm an observational comedian, it is purely about my life. Yeah. 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 Confessional. So I, I don't think I've heard that before. I, I like that quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Confessional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't want to go over your set, but I can think of the one about your aunt and the whole, it's just, it's great. Yeah. But, and you have, you have an album. And I'm assuming that that joke is on the album, but tell it, but we're about That's, to go to a break, but t- tell us the name of your album. So we, so we know. Uh, my album is called sweet baby boy. Um, baby boy. yeah, it, uh, it came out, uh, earlier this May 29th of this year, May 29th, May 19th of this year. Uh, and it's a, it's available everywhere. So if you want to stream it or Spotify, I remember it was May 19th because May 19th, this is another funny, uh, thing about, <laughs> uh, the black lives uh, matter protests is I had my album come out on May 19th. I was very excited to do it. Unfortunately, May 19th was also the day that the whole country was like, fuck this racial injustice. We aren't gonna stand for it. And I had, to, I had to promote it. And I had to be like, yeah, fuck this racial injustice. Also, if you need a break. Oh my check, God. Check out, check out my pithy white boy comedy. You know what everybody wants to hear right now? The white guy's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. A white guy talking about farting around his girlfriend. Um, Yeah. Uh, Oh, God. My, oh, I feel so bad. I mean, for the, that is, that is, I don't even know what to say. That's hysterical, man. Oh, my God. Is there anything? It's funnier than any of the jokes on your album, I probably. I, well, probably, sorry. probably. That was just a, I don't know where that. No, came I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. It's it's pretty. I spent the whole day laughing and crying. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because that was when you were you were getting ready for that album. We went to Asheville to do that show. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was actually probably the last uh, month before I recorded it. Yeah, I was just yeah. desperate to to run it anywhere. Um, and uh, it came together nicely. It was um, a stressful, I recorded at my home club in, at Go Bananas. Mm. And um, they do six shows on a weekend there. And I was pulling my hair out because it's a great club, but for some reason I just wasn't uh, firing on all cylinders until mm. the late show Saturday. So it was the second to last show. And I, I vividly, re- I tried to get it on the album, I was, doing fine for the first five minutes and then I got kind of a flat laugh and I just um freaked out on the audience a little bit and I was I was I was just like listen to me this has to go well I it's I was like I can't I don't know how to explain to you that I don't have another chance for this tomorrow it's going to be seven people at a Sunday show please God laugh a lot and and they were great and it worked. Oh my God, that's fantastic. God, those moments are, are just amazing, man. Uh, I, I've listened, I mean, I obviously know it and I did uh, go and listen to them. You're, it's fantastic, man. That's what I heard on, on Sirius. And uh, it's, uh, of course, I was teasing you before and you're talking about farting around your girlfriend. There's, you have a very, very smart style. This is not a, um, this isn't bullshit comedy that, that you do, man. You're a smart guy. And like you said, the confessional stuff really got to me. Like, I get that hearing looking back on it now and that description is great so uh sweet baby boy is great you guys got to pick it up we're gonna take a quick break pay the bills and we'll be right back all right see you in a minute at ortho carolina my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me ortho carolina my care my way Schedule your in-person or virtual appointment today at orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. 
Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back, everybody, to the Comedy Zone podcast. I'm Jason Allen King here with, uh, as always, the man behind the curtain, Brian Baltashevitz, the hardest working man in Charlotte and podcast world. Uh, and we have this amazing special guest. Uh, he's a fantastic guy. Sam Evans is here. He's been uh, cutting it up with us. We're having a great time, Sam. Now, I, I brought it up um, that uh, you did New Faces at the Just for Last mm-hmm. Comedy Festival, which is kind of the holy grail. I mean, that's the, I mean, you, you did the thing, man. That's a, that's a huge deal. And uh, I kind of, you know, I want to take notes on uh, what was that experience like? To walk us through that, because that sounds amazing. Uh it was amazing. I was uh, I was very honored to get to do it. Uh, I will tell you, it didn't go great for me. Uh, but <laughs> but also, uh, I learned over the years uh, that that is not a super unique experience. Sometimes people just go yeah. up there. Really, really funny comics will go up and bomb. And uh, I like to think that I'm one of those. Because <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I I auditioned. Um, in 2014, and uh, I was very lucky to go up and do it. And then they they have you do two showcases. And the one showcase was in, um, God, I wish I could remember the name of the theater, but it's a big fa- fancy French Canadian name. Yeah, you know? oh wow. And uh, I went out and uh, just, whew, whew, my, my, <laughs> my, first, my first really like high stakes bomb where in my career I was like, oh, oh yeah yeah God. yeah and it was like I just remember I I I wish I had recorded it uh because everybody's <laughs> like there's no way it was as bad as you remember and I'm like I swear to Christ it was because <laughs> I'm one of those people who always says it's never as good as you think it is and it's never as bad as you think sure it is. that's sure. I'm that guy and that might be sure. my own protection and you, and of myself you might be right I think the thing that hurt the most was that uh I it wasn't just that I was bombing, but everybody knew that I knew that I was bombing. It was just like, <laughs> oh. Um, oh, flop sweats. Cold yeah, flop yeah. sweat. So much so that I just, I remember the, the last minute I, I was getting so flustered that I flubbed a punchline. Like, like there was no way, and like a couple people laughed and I was like, well, they shouldn't have laughed because that was <laughs> a, not the punchline. Uh, oh man. And, and then the second showcase was at a smaller venue and it was fine. And, yeah. then, and then I, uh, if I could go back now, I always say this, if I could go back now and have the same exact sets, like I, like I have to bomb again and everything like that, I would go back and do it all again, but I would get way more drunk at the open bars <laughs> and, just, and just go to a strip club and have yeah. fun and, have and walk up to Ralphie May and tell him I think he's great before he shuffles <laughs> off this mortal coil, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a hard experience for me and it, it took me a couple of years to get over it. Uh, Cause I was, uh, I was like, fuck, I, I blew my big chance, you know, yeah, but right. uh, that's not true. And, uh, and no, I, that's interesting that you say that because it's, mm-hmm. I have to assume a couple of years later, you kind of look back and I go, oh, okay, I know what that was now. Yeah. Not to say that it was, it was a great, like you said, it's the biggest stage and it was a great opportunity and you have that and that's a thing, but it's not, you didn't die at the end of it. You no, yeah, yeah. You and it, it took uh, a couple of years. I had, you go through stages of getting over it, or at least I did, where, where I was like so heartbroken over it. And then there's one year, um, uh, we, we do a show every Halloween. It's called uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers in New York. And it's just a bunch of New York comics. It's a show for comics where at Halloween, you just dress up as a friend of yours and you impersonate slash roast them. And my buddy, uh, Sean Wilkinson, did me the following Halloween. And uh, I went to Just for Laughs as, as one of the unrepped group. Like I don't have an agent. Gotcha, and man. his first line on, on stage was... Uh, 
was, uh, hey, you might remember me. I'm from Just for Laughs, uh, unrepped and never will be. Uh, and that made me feel very good. Because uh, I could just, I could finally laugh at it, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and the other thing, ruined. yeah, yeah. And the other, the other thing that really helped me a lot that I didn't realize, um, I was talking to a really funny comic, Matthew Broussard, who's great. And yeah. we were talking about how we really kind like of had Matthew, some, yeah. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. And we were talking about how we kind of had similar experiences up there, just kind of like a bomb. And you're like, fuck, I think I blew it. Uh, and he was like, but I think it actually did me much more good than worse because I don't know if I was as good before, but afterwards it just drove me to work and get better and write more. And I never, until that moment, I had never given myself the credit for doing that same thing, which was afterwards I was like, oh, I have to be better than this. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and so it, yeah, it wasn't until years later that I was like, oh no, that was a good thing. And- uh, There's just something that can, you're, just, you're just tapping the bar higher and higher for yourself with all of these, these yeah. things. Like you're just, you know, isn't that the goal? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Is just pushing ourselves and, and like you said, you're turning you're turning what you're considering a failure into into something more powerful for you. Yeah, exactly. And it is. And 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 like I said, you you start to learn that the list of comics who have bombed in Montreal is uh, way way longer than you think it is, and that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Was there was there a, a time that you you know did you go through like I'm, I was here too early. Like, was it, did you feel that? Or was it just like, I just didn't have a good weekend? Like um, those are the kinds of things, like, was it? Yeah, I, I think it was a mixture of both of those things. Yeah, yeah. because my roommate did, and I remember I, my really good friend pointed that out to me. And I remember at the time it hurt my feelings, but it should not have. He was like, you did go very young as a comedian. Cause I got it when I was like, a little under five years in which right. is pretty young to go and he was like sure. you probably just went too early and that doesn't mean you're not good and he was a hundred percent right um and i think i also just got in my head and had a relatively bad weekend you know because i just yeah i had the, never been there before you know yeah you you, you mentioned I, it was actually in my head to ask that question like what was going through your head that weekend were you just like walking around with your eyes like this big like what is going on this is the coolest thing ever i can't mess this up i can't mess this up mm -hmm. like you said like you look back and you're like i wish i got drunk more yeah you know yeah, 100%. so maybe if you were more relaxed it sounds like that was the the sort of subtext of that yeah, for sure. Yeah. And my eyes were like, I was kind of like starstruck by the whole thing. And I wasn't worried about what would happen if it didn't go poorly until it happened. And then in my mind, it was just like, oh, it's over. I'm done. I'll never do any, you know. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it was just just being a little uh, a little green, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, but that's OK. You know? Yeah, no, I listen, the, the failure stories are, are the best ones, man. They, they, because it's because they usually aren't a failure story. Like they're, you know, they're those moments in time that, like you said, push the bar a little higher. So you work, work beyond them. And like I said, you were, you were kind of, kind of crushing it. So I, I kind of want to know what's next. I, and again, th this question, they're all tinged, is that the right word? With, with pandemic on them. So it's a little hard to, to really see, but like, what's coming up next? What are you excited about doing next? Where do you want to go? I mean, are you, are you just like, I got to get into the comedy store or I got to get on the road? Mm -hmm. uh, how much road work were, were you doing? Are you planning on doing like, what, what's your goal for the next like year or two? Like is it TV, what, what are we thinking? That's a great question. Uh, my goal for the next year or two is to stop having a day job. Uh, I've gotcha. had one, the whole time I've been in New York. And it's actually great because they're very flexible. When I when I need to go on the road, I'm it's it's I, I'm crazy fortunate because I have an office job that I have never once had a road gig come up and they have said, no, you can't leave. They're like, yeah, get out of here. So I'm crazy fortunate. But you're probably I, you're probably just not very good at your job. They're like please, please do go. Um, we'll get so, a tent. <laughs> I, just to pack I, for you, we'll drive you to the airport. <laughs> you're, yeah. like, you're like, they really don't want me here. In the <laughs> um, 
I, when I started, my goal was just to be a working comic. And so I really want to make the push to just have that happen. I'm kind of going to be experimenting through the winter months. I wrote down a goal that I want to have like a new half hour, you know, to tour with. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do that, doing very few show shows and mostly yeah. Zoom shows, but I, I purposed in my heart that I would do it. So I got to figure out how. Um, yeah, I just want to make the uh, make the transition to full time working comic. I think I'm there. I've got an album that I think is pretty decent and it's it's good enough to yeah. sell at shows and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that's my biggest goal that I absolutely want out of the next couple of years. I, I just want to do it. Oh, full I love to hear uh, what I will call um, realistic sort of path goals versus pie in the sky kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, of course you wouldn't turn down the tonight show, you know what I mean? But, sure. I, but the idea of, I just want to be able to do this and make money at it and not rely on something else and just, you know, make a living telling jokes. Right. Like yeah. that's, that's a, you know, ultimately, isn't that, isn't that the goal of all of us? Like don't, to be yeah. in entertainment and to tell jokes and be on stage as often as humanly possible. Like I wrote down the number of weeks that I want to be on stage this year, like, mm. like weekends, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so it's kind of a, I felt like it's a very similar thing. Like I just, I just every weekend I want to be out somewhere, not everyone, but most of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so good for you, man. That's, that's a great goal. And obviously we're, we're, we're rooting for you. Thanks man. Get down to the Southeast a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what uh you are obviously you you kind of let us know earlier that you're a fan of comedy um is there anybody who are the comics to watch who who are the uh it's two two-pronged question like who are the people that we don't really know yet who are kind of that you're like ah man that guy's great everywhere or, she's awesome no matter what stage you put her on and then who are the who are the already the comics that you that you're inspiring and that are the great ones okay i'll give you a short list i got ugh. I got a lot of names. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite comics to watch, and I he's a great he's a good friend. It's it's also hard too because it, it it that's one thing about life as a comedian that gets so so fun is that you start to realize that the people that you think are the funniest in the world are your best friends, and I don't. It's actually kind of sweet. I don't think I've ever really thought about it until this very moment, but I am literally just thinking about all my friends right now. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Um, David Drake is a guy who came up in Chicago uh, and he's in New York now. He, he has so many albums. I think he's got like three albums on Spotify. They're all fantastic. Wow. He, is, he is just a, a wildly good comic and a, and a really nice guy too. Um, and I, if you haven't heard of David Drake, I would check him out. Uh, who else? Ethan Simmons Patterson is a friend of mine. He, I think you might've seen him on This Week at Comedy Central. They have that show that they film at The Cellar now. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Ethan has had a couple of jokes make it to air on This Week. Uh, he plays The Cellar um, and he is also a, a full-time RN. So he has been a frontline health worker. Holy shit, wow. Yeah, that's what everybody that knows Ethan always jokes about. They're like, oh, fuck this guy. He's like one of the best comics <laughs> and like a really good person. Oh, um, they're the worst. Oh, they're yeah, the worst. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's, he's so funny. He's wildly talented. Um, uh, I would be remiss, and I know everybody's going to shit all over me, but I'm oh, not going to not amazing. tell you to, uh, to listen to my girlfriend. She's fantastic. Uh, I believe <laughs> if you're a comic and you're going to date another comic, you should think they're very funny because if you don't, it's gonna come up at some point. Uh, and I am, I am, I am very uh, blessed to date uh, one of the funniest people on the planet. I think she's so so good. If you haven't, you can check out my girlfriend's uh, Colbert set. She did uh, the Late Show oh, wow. with Stephen Colbert a couple wow. years ago now. Uh, her name is Carmen Legala. Uh, I am coming to you live from her mother's basement. Um, <laughs> Who else? There's, her there's dad a holding a gun to your head right now? Is that even out there? What is, oh, okay, yeah. I holiday, am actually looking it? at his chainsaw. So uh, uh, I, could, I could go on for so long. Uh, Jordan yeah. Jensen, Caitlin Palufo. Um, there's a lot 
a lot of really, really good comedy right now. And uh, I am so, I, I hope you all get off TikTok to go see live shows nope. once they exist again. Yeah, I honestly just wanted that list so I can fill up my schedule of who I'm going to have on the show here in the next the oh, next couple do. months. So yeah, awesome. Uh, that's great. Who who are the who are your inspirations of uh, comics growing up and and now? Like who are the you know? Did you model uh, yourself after them, or was it just like ah that guy's just funny as hell? I don't know. I don't think I modeled myself after him, but I just I just love. I was such a comedy nerd. I did love Dane Cook. I was a huge Chappelle guy. Um, I loved yeah. all his specials, the show, everything. Uh, I've Carmen and I actually got to go um, see his Saturday Night Live episode uh, after oh, wow. the most recent one. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, that's awesome! More, more recently, my favorite—I'll give you my top three right now—are Tom Segura, um, Maria Bamford, mm. and chad daniels uh yeah, love the, I love all of them Jeez, that's awesome yeah, yeah they're fantastic and they they all have you know a wealth of uh both albums and specials you can see them almost anywhere and uh yeah they're fantastic i was uh i told you i watched uh been i started watching i am comic and and chad daniels and segura are both in that documentary mm-hmm. yeah um, and it's funny because segura that's the first time they met he and Chad Daniels. And he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, when, when literally all of the comics that you think are funny are saying, Hey, this guy's funny. Like uh-huh. what a compliment. You know? Are you talking about, a... um, I need you to kill. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. There's that's also the, the good problem is that we have a, a bunch of really good comedy documentaries. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, cause that's what, that's the, that's one on my list that I want to watch. You're right. It's called, I need, I need you to kill. It's about the Acme comedy club in, in Minneapolis. Yeah. Sorry. And they Thank do you. That. Thanks for the correction. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, they, that's a great documentary cause it is, it's so weird. They're, they're touring through Asian countries and, and sort of right. these, these expat communities in Asia. And so it's kind of funny because you get to watch three killer comedians kind of sweat it a little bit because they're like, right. I don't know how to fucking kill in Singapore. <laughs> oh, that's really great. And I, and again, I, I just kind of want to get this out just like for the podcast is that I like to find out because I ask everyone who comes like through here, do you consume comedy? You know, and so many comics are like, I don't, I don't watch unless I'm in a club. I don't watch it. I don't look for it on Netflix. I don't watch it on youtube or whatever and then other people are like i'm what 24 hours a day i'm watching comedy where do you land uh i'd like to think somewhere in the middle you know what i mean yeah i can i've consumed i think more comedy than anybody uh, most people i know um but i also i get and i would never want to get to a point where i feel like i'm force feeding myself comedy like if i'm not if i'm not in the mood to watch it if I'm not enjoying the special, that's the other thing too. Sure, I just, sure. You you do comedy for long enough. You do have a pretty discerning palate, uh, at least in terms of what you yeah. like. And so if I, I, and I find, I find that I have to keep that in check because sometimes you, I get that, that's true. that comic like chip on my shoulder or that snarky, like, yes. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. This and that is, I've heard this before, whatever, you know? Yeah. And that is something you do have to fight against. And that's, you're, you're absolutely correct about that. But, yeah. but yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, force myself to do it but i am still very much a fan and i absolutely will i do watch comedy uh i listen to podcasts i listen to albums uh, yeah. i love it you know uh, that's great man. very cool well bef- instead of just saying goodbye here at the end i did want to uh, because it's our last podcast and we're, we're here at the end of of 2020 this comes out on the 31st by the way um so we're, we're, we are recording this a couple of days early, but uh, a look back at 2020, <laughs> um, I started to do just I, a quick look on, uh, you know, online and like, what are some of the headlines? And I was literally had anxiety of all the shit that <laughs> happened this year. Um, some of the stuff feels like it happened years ago. Um, like we're all a lot older after this year. The only person not to age this year was Paul Rudd. He's, he still looks just wonderful. Sure, yeah. Um, did you know that the, the bushfires burning in Australia? That was this year. Yeah, remember the whole country burned, right? The really? whole <laughs> Like the koalas? That... Yes, 18.6 million acres and over a billion animals perished. What? 2020, you suck. That was a terrible <laughs> thing. You know how many crocodiles were killed in Australia? Zero. 
that's how you know it's 2020. The <laughs> koalas on fire, that's why crocodiles, they get away. I don't know if that's true, but that's <laughs> terrible. We killed that Iranian major general guy. Um, that was Trump, this year? Yeah, Trump was like, why not? You know, that was his quote. He probably said that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the Black Lives Matter. The Black Lives Black Ladder, Lives Ladder was a, which is a, was a different thing than... <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How can I... <laughs> I'll move on from that. Um, I wrote down Pandemic AF this year. That's the only way to describe that. Um, the worst part is that Michael Bay is trying to buy the rights to the Pandemic story. Can you... <laughs> this is fucked up. All right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm writing jokes, Sam. You, you haven't figured that out yet. I love it. Keep them coming. <laughs> um, sadly, not all of them are jokes, but like Kobe Bryant, his daughter passed away in the helicopter. That was this year. I was, I, mm -hmm. I would have lost the house betting on that. That, that did yeah. not happen this year. Yeah. Prince that's Harry. How, that's how the year started. That was like the first. January, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It was, uh, and that one, that one hurt. Uh, and I'm not the biggest basketball fan. He's just, what a personality. And finding out his other, you know, his daughter and the girls, that was terrible. Um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, uh, they renounced their royalty. That happened this year. Um, and I, when I first saw that, I was like, did Harry marry the prime minister of Germany? What happened? <laughs> was it Markle? It's like, nope, not even close, actually. <laughs> Don't dig too deep into that. Um, Brexit <laughs> happened this year, so... At least other people are eating shit too, just like us. Murder hornets was a thing. Um, they're they're. I'm just naming terrible shit. This is what 2020 is. Putting words together. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin is terrible. You're, you're really bookending your podcast with awful and awful. Like you started, and you were like, "Well, how are you doing?" Now you're like, "Let's do a retrospective." <laughs> terrible <laughs> uh, do you guys remember that there was a russian radiation leak vaguely that was yes. this year yeah yes wow. it, and wow. all this shit everyone was like yeah they were like yeah we had one of ours blew up i don't know underground so that's that's still happening by the way ruth bader ginsburg died so wait what ruth bader ginsburg yeah she's that was this year too yeah i don't know if you <laughs> what I was trying to thing there. It was that it's Zoom. I blame Zoom. Yeah, I, me too. Um, uh, there were some bright spots. Harvey Weinstein went to jail for rape, so we got one right. Um, the Washington football team is no longer owned by a racist shitbag. No, no, no. Wait, wait. They just changed their racist name. Still owned by the same shitbag. Uh, Mississippi removed the Confederate flag from their flag, but unfortunately, it's still Mississippi. Uh, and Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, they won the election. So January 20th is uh, going to be an exciting time. Um, that was my my effort at, at turning a shit-ass year into something funny. And uh, Sam, do you have any final thoughts for 2020? How, how are we going to take it out of here, man? Oh, you know, uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And it's not the size of the ink on the ocean, but... <laughs> Whether the onward to greener pastures and two in the bird and one in the bush, but also, I don't know. I'm just waiting for a two year old just, to go running behind you. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Be, be careful. Take, be take careful. care of your friends and your family and uh, wear, wear, just wear a mask for fucking three more months. That's all you got to do. <laughs> That's you right. Know, That's right. Three, maybe, maybe six. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Baltashevitz, uh, we got another year under our belt, my friend. Actually, this was my first full year, or did I start this five years ago? I can't remember. Uh, that was in uh, 72, I believe, was when yeah, was your first podcast. Right. Was, was right. I want to say it's been two, it's it's going on I think it's, almost it's two, two years, years already. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's two years, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, hasn't gotten any better, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, listen, buddy, it's all it's great. I've had a great year with you and with Will. And uh, man, I, I am not even kidding about getting getting through 2020. It's been a rough one for everyone. And we've all experienced some things. We, we went through some things, man. And uh, to everybody, I say will will uh, mimic Sam's thoughts and uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of everybody else around you. Keep your head down. Work hard. Wear your mask. 
uh, be funny. I get drunk on New Year's. What can I say, guys? Uh, this is the, the 2020, the Comedy Zone podcast. Sam Evans, thanks very much for being here. Brian, thanks for being my friend and taking care of business. And uh, we will see everybody next year. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>